This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Over the weekend, uh, you went up to the family cottage, Jim, near mm-hmm. Elliot Lake. How was the drive up there? The drive up was fine. It took us like over nine hours to get there. <laughs> we got two dogs in the back, so you got to stop every couple hours, take them for a walk. And uh, yeah, it, t- it took a while. I'll give a shout out to my girlfriend, though. I drove three hours back and she drove six. What were you doing? She just was like, because I drove the m- most of the way up. Uh-huh. And then so... Do you sleep while she's driving? Do you trust her enough? I I tried. I do that since GPS is a thing. Because that would be... It's a long drive. There's many ways to take a wrong turn. Okay, but. so she drives safely. You're just worried about her internal navigation system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mine too. I, I'm terrible with directions. But uh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep on the way home. So I would keep her in a chair. I was reading stuff off my phone to her. Yeah. Keep her going. But yeah, it was good. Yeah, going on car trips completely different now. Like, imagine when you were a kid if you could watch movies in the back of your parents' car <laughs> on the drive to Florida, or you know, like, yeah, oh, how long are we going to be there? Two more movies. Enjoy. <laughs> okay, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. When I was a kid, I would just reread the same highlights magazine for four hours going up to Manitoulin Island. All the puzzles filled out. I'd just be leafing through it. Goofus and Gallant. <laughs> what are they up? To? What lessons could I learn? <laughs> I we were a punch buggy car. I spy and punch buggy. That's all you had. Yeah, my dad would. This is what we would do to pass the time. Uh, my dad would assign us all a. T- I think I may have told this joke, but my dad, my dad would sign a, assign us all a a uh, transport truck brand. Mm-hmm. And every time, like a Peterbilt or a Mac drove by, whoever had Peterbilt, whoever had Mac, they got a point. And my dad is the only one who could identify him, so he's probably <laughs> cheating just to win. <laughs> But anyway, that was our entertainment. Pretty. There's a Freightliner. Yeah, <laughs> ten points for Dad. <laughs> the youth partying in the streets of Hamilton, McMaster University. Uh, crowd gathered about five thousand people strong, and they were quote unquote given her. <laughs> <laughs> this is directly from the article. They were given her. Uh, yeah, ambulances in and out, police presence. Uh, you had uh, a car that was flipped over. We think it's a, a white Mazda. Got flipped over onto its roof. Luckily, nobody was hurting that. Now, we weren't at this celebration, but we have been to parties like it in the past to report on the action. Um, uh, fake homecoming is a thing in London at the University of Western Ontario as well. And Jim... This is from 2018. You talking to some students in a similar party we atmosphere. We can party whenever we want. This is where the time is good because, like, no cops can only patrol it. They can't control it. They only patrol. So I woke up and I, I basically I woke up. I threw up. Okay, uh, nine. And then I started driving the beers in me right around eight o'clock. <laughs> no, so you threw up first. I threw up first just to kind of clear it all out from the night before, so I could start fresh. Blank. You don't want to start with a clean canvas, and you want to build up from there. And these are the kids that got into university. (laughs) 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 So I'm assuming it was a similar vibe at McMaster's party on the weekend. They got rid of homecoming because, you know, universities are doing this. They don't want these parties attached to an official university event. But the students are like, we don't care. We're going to do it anyways. You can't stop us. Yeah. I Police mean, was, can only patrol. They can't control, <laughs> as that young lady said. It sounded like a prepared statement. Did it did the did the banning of the real homecoming make it worse? Or was it was it always this crazy? Do you remember Taz? Yeah, I feel I feel that uh banning it made it worse. 
Seriously, because now you got that rebellious factor to yeah. it, right? Robert, where are you calling in from? Uh, Hamilton, brother. Yeah. Were you around the McMaster parties? Yeah, I, uh, I was uh, actually, I was working on uh, a buddy's truck and I was returning it and I had my uh, my son with me and uh, he got to experience the, um, how can I put it uh, politely over the uh, radio, um, how about the experience of college students dressing provocatively? It's pretty much made my 15-year-old son's day. <laughs> Your kid's 15. <laughs> Yeah. And he got to see uh, some some scantily clad people out there. Well, yeah, um, there's a lot of a lot of women not wearing bras these days. So that is the yeah. trend. It really does seem like that's the trend. And then uh, my wife brought it up to me. I don't know if you heard me me say this on the air a couple weeks ago. She brought up. She's like, "Do you notice that all all the university students, the the females, aren't wearing bras?" And I had noticed, but of course, I said, "No, honey, I didn't <laughs> notice that." <laughs> Absolutely, but you know what? I've noticed that it's not just them; it's 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 everywhere. To be honest, but, yeah. Uh, well, it's at Western in London. It's at Queens in Kingston, McMaster. Like all these, all these cities, all these universities having major issues, and they nobody wants to take responsibility, and nobody think says they can come up with a solution. Although I've got some suggestions. And then, as regards to the car that got flipped. That's my wife's friend's car. She she wasn't even no. home. She was out of town for school. Come on. So you're telling me she came back on Sunday evening and found her car flipped over, unless she saw it on the news. Well, actually, it's just it was all over the internet. That's how she, as far as I know, that's just how <laughs> she found out about it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Robert. Imagine that. <laughs> that's my license plate. Hold on a second. <laughs> it is October the fourth. And a lot going on today, Jim. Yeah. Today is National Cinnamon Bun Day, <laughs> National oh. Taco Day, National Golf Lovers Day, and National Vodka Day. Wow. What a day if you combine all four. There's <laughs> a round of golf with a couple vodkas, a cinnamon bun or two. <laughs> That's an amazing. It's <laughs> a lovely afternoon. Okay. Let me ask you guys this. One of those things can't exist. Which one are you getting rid of? Vodka, golf, tacos, or cinnamon buns? Honestly, I've never been a big vodka guy. If I had to eliminate one thing from my life, I would. I could easily get rid of vodka and nothing would change. Wow. I mean, I like a screwdriver. How many cinnamon vodka. buns do you eat? I just like the smell of Cinnabon at the mall. Yeah, That's worth it is it. nice. Or like on a special occasion if you're at mom's house and she makes cinnamon buns in yeah. the oven. Does smell good, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with vodka, golf, and tacos. <laughs> See you later, buns. <laughs> yeah. I had a cinnamon bun the other day. It was awesome. Put it in the fridge, just ate it the next day, it was even better. Where'd you get it from? My girlfriend got it I think from the market or something like that. Okay. Somewhere. Wow. So I do occasionally have a cinnamon bun. <laughs> Tacos, man. I could eat. Uh, I could have ta a taco a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also tacos are versatile. Like you can put different stuff in the taco to make them. Uh, the flavors different, right? Like you could do a fish taco. You mm -hmm. can do beef, chicken. So you can mix that one up. Totally. Golf. You need an excuse to get away from your family for five hours. 
yeah. every once in a while. There I, you go. I feel bad for people who don't like golf or have never even bothered trying. Because there's a lot of people who are like, they don't like golf. The image of it in their mind, they don't like it. It's like lame or for rich people or something. I don't know what, what people think, but... Boy, like when I have friends who never played golf and then started playing golf in their late twenties, they're like, like what, "What was I, I waiting, waiting for? for?" Yeah, it cost me two hundred bucks to get these these clubs. Guess who just bought clubs? My mom. Really, Mama Taz. She's a she's coming up on seventy and she wants to start golfing. Doesn't she go to Florida and she never golfs? She, she has never been a golfer, but she bought a, a set of used clubs from her hairdresser. She was <laughs> telling me all about it last week. Awesome. Imagine she's better than you in like two weeks. It wouldn't be difficult. <laughs> I wanna see you peacock. Here we go with sports. Devin Peacock joins us. And we were hoping to have a much more exciting segment for you here, folks. But close but no cigar for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, did their part on Sunday. The the unfortunate part was they needed some help. And for uh, part of the Red Sox-Nationals game, it looked like they were going to get it from the Nationals. The problem is the Red Sox have had a lot of come-for-behind wins this year, and they did that. So, basically, if the Red Sox and Yankees won yesterday, no matter what the Blue Jays and Mariners did, they were in, and that's what happened. It was a great end to, to the season for the Blue Jays in one sense, though, because uh, they didn't make the playoffs. But they finished strong. They built a lot of excitement. I think the Blue Jays fans have a lot to look forward to next year. Such a bummer, though, because they, what they beat the the Orioles like twelve four, twelve six, or something. Yeah, they demolished them. Springer had a grand slam. Springer had two homers. Vladdy hit his forty eighth. He's now got the record for the most home runs by someone twenty two years or older. Uh, it was a it was a great game. Like it was a great final series. They had thirty thousand people in the stands. It was it was great. Um, there was a, there was a lot. I mean, it, it ended poorly, but there's a lot I think to be positive about this morning for the Blue Jays. How much of this team is going to be back next year? Uh, how high should we get our hopes for the the upcoming season? I would be surprised if Marcus Simeon is back, just based on. Some comments he has made, not about not wanting to come back to Toronto. It's just he views himself as a shortstop, not a second baseman. Bo Bichette is obviously the Blue Jays' shortstop. So at the end, that'll come down to money. And the Blue Jays have to look at, you know down a couple of years into the future with all the guys they have to lock up. This team could get very expensive very fast. So I would be surprised if Marcus Simeon is back next year. But... I think Robbie Ray is a good bet to come back. And if they have Ray, Ryu, Manoa, and Berrios as the top four guys in their rotation, they could go quite far next season. Plus, the big addition they have next year, which they already got this year, is they're back in Toronto. Their record in Toronto this year was fantastic. Their record in Buffalo and Dunedin, was, you know, 50-50. So being back in Toronto was a huge benefit to the Blue Jays. Had they played the entire year in Toronto, I think we're having a different conversation about them being in the playoffs. <laughs> Jim, you got a little elaborate with your marriage proposal to your fiance Sarah. Yeah. Coordinated a little fireworks show. Uh-huh. Crazy, but yeah. Thank God nothing went wrong. You don't want to go... Uh go too far 
put yourself in in harm's way, right, when you're mm-hmm. proposing? This story this is no good, man. The headline, plane that crashed in Montreal was carrying marriage proposal banner. So, you know, when you see the airplanes in the sky, they've got the banner. Sometimes it's an advertisement, like two-for-one subs or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And, and occasionally, you'll see one that says, will you marry me? Uh, plane went down. A passenger in the plane died, and the pilot is in hospital recovering. Um, the authorities looking forward to being able to get some answers from the the pilot when they can, but man, what an omen for the couple. Assuming that the, uh, the guy proposing wasn't the passenger in the plane. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because you'd be on the ground with your potential yeah. fiance to hand the ring over right and then you see hey look at the banner and then you drop to the knee yeah yeah that, that's what you'd expect otherwise it would be a situation like uh fresh prince of bel-air hillary banks will you marry me <laughs> <laughs> Is bungee jumping? Yeah, oh. proposing while bungee jumping so dark boy that would be uh that would be something you might want to think about though yeah. You're proposing the plane crashes. Do you still go through with it? That is, it's either a bad omen or like so bad it's good, like raining on your wedding day. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I would go through with you it. Know, if you spent that much well money. different than rain on the wedding <laughs> well, day, I mean, I'd say. If you spent that much money and somebody is hurt, somebody, somebody passed away, you better go through with it. You better get married. Someone sacrificed their life for yes. your proposal. There's no backing out now. No, no, man. No divorces. You are stuck together for the rest of your life to honor the uh, the person who perished. Yeah, till death do you part now for sure, too. Jim, what do you know about this uh, show on Netflix, Squid Game? I know it's South Korean, and I know it's kind of like a Black Mirror episode where they play, like, children's games to live or die or something like that. I, yeah. I think you haven't watched it yet. No, huh? I haven't, but it's everybody's talking about it. I know. I keep seeing stuff pop up online about Squid Game. and <laughs> I ignored it for the first couple days thinking it would go away. I thought maybe it was like a TikTok challenge. <laughs> People putting raw squids on their heads or sure, something. Sure, But uh, But, you know, apparently it's a pretty good, pretty good show. Netflix is saying it may be their most successful show of all time. It's subtitles or is it dubbed over? I wonder. Sub subtitles, I think. Okay, so you need to you need to do some reading. I don't mind that. I don't mind it, but you you're committed to actually watching the show. You can't look at your phone. You can't look at your phone and you can't be tired. Yeah, right? yeah. So you got to find a time where you can sit down and actually stare at the screen. And is it a one season? Is it a movie or a TV show? It's one season. It's a TV show. I don't know how many episodes, but uh, I don't know. The, my my favorite thing about this story is that um, I guess they were trying to pitch Squid Game for like 10 years mm-hmm. to a bunch of different networks, and all the networks were like, this is too crazy. We don't get it. It's dumb. We're not interested. Netflix took a chance on it, and it's super popular. So finally, even if it is crazy, at least it's original, right? Yeah. It reminds me a little bit from what I've seen of what was the one that came out and it was, uh, they remade it into the Hunger Games, basically. Hunger Games ripped off the idea. Oh, it it was all the Japanese kids running around. Yeah, Battle Royale. That was the name of it. That was good, too. That was was a crazy movie where they all get dropped off and whoever survives on the island is the one who gets to gets to live like i have that kind of vibe here with the squid game even though i haven't really seen much of it but yeah yeah 
Okay. Well, we got to watch Squid, G- okay. Squid Game. Is put it on the homework list. Oh, we just got a text here. It's dubbed, not subtitles. Oh, it is, is it dubbed? dubbed? Yeah. Hmm. I, I think you probably have the option for either, but... Okay, because I, I do like... I find that subtitles are better sometimes because the dubbing can be distracting. Yeah, the acting <laughs> can be brutal. Well, you're watching more for the dialogue not lining up with their mouths than you are <laughs> for anything else, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> And they have to change the words to make them fit in your in their mouths instead of just writing what they're actually saying. Even if it's not the best translation, they, yeah, there's like a compromise they have to make. Yeah, they do close enough translation <laughs> when they do the uh, the dub over. Mm-hmm. Squid Game, so hot right now. Our big gardening contest going right now here with Taz and Jim. <laughs> It's the Stonely Crop Championships. Yeah. The Stonely Crop trophy is sitting here just waiting for you to claim it. All you got to do is take a picture of your plant or plants, uh, plural. You're only supposed to have four, reminder. (laughs) Some (laughs) people not abiding by that rules, according to the entries we've been receiving. (laughs) Some people think that we're undercover CSIS agents. One guy was like, yeah, okay, CSIS, I'll send you my weed photos. Yeah, okay. We, we do are not, not work for intelligence agencies. We are we're not, not giving out your full lo- location no. or name or anything like that. We just want to see, and people want to share. We, without even soliciting, we've been getting pictures of uh, people's marijuana plants for over a month now. Mm-hmm. And with harvest around the corner, like these things are getting huge. Yeah, so we might as well reward our agriculturally inclined listeners. We have a huge trophy for them. Kind of looks like the Stanley Cup, if you squint. Yeah. You know, but it's uh, basically a like a weed sprayer with a bowl on top of it. It also kind of looks like a massive bong. <laughs> so it, it's just the hybrid, the love child of the Stanley Cup and a bong <laughs> is what it looks like. Oh, yeah. You will get your day with the uh, the trophy uh-huh. as, as you would if you won uh, the hockey tournament there. Um, that coincidentally has a similar name. But you also will get uh, immortalized on a plaque for you to display proudly. At home, mm-hmm. and you will be the inaugural winner. You know, part of history, Stonely Crop Championship. Who are some of the notables that you've seen come in over the weekend? Well, there's just, I think the most notable thing is just how many uh, different towns are being represented from across Ontario. I mean, they're, they're, the, all these plants are huge, and I'm impressed by the vast majority of them. But we got entrance from uh, Dunville, shout out to Jason, Blaine from Harrison, Chris from Cambridge, Greg from Hamilton, Christina from Elgin County, uh, Jason from Newbury, John from Wingham, Josie from Bayfield. I mean, this is... Uh, everywhere is sending us in these photos. And my favorite... I love that we just said we're not going to give away your name or location. Oh, it's <laughs> a pretty broad spec. I mean, I, the other thing is it's legal, yeah, guys. Of like, course, what, of like course. how are we narcs if we're dealing with a completely legal activity? Well, it's funny that you say uh, when you talk about legality here because we one of the most standout entrants we got from the weekend was from a guy named Andrew, and uh, you know he's he's actually teaching us a little bit about the process here. He sent us a voice memo test to our Facebook okay. page. So here's like the it. first clip he sent us. The last one has discoloration on the leaves because I'm not fertilizing it anymore and it's def- sorry, the plant is fi- finishing. So when it's finishing and you stop fertilizing it, it sucks all the sh- 
out of the leaves so it doesn't taste like garbage and uh, that one's gelato and on the right side is train wrecking in the middle squished is cinderella you know in, in between her two ugly sisters right <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's got names for all of them obviously gelato train wreck and cinderella yeah and cinderella is the only aesthetically pleasing plant in the bunch right? right so uh and then he goes on like how where did this guy learn how long has this guy been growing weed for well i've been doing it since uh 1999 and uh done over a year and a half in jail for it which is actually the only reason why i even know who you guys are they have radios in emdc eh? it's one of the only provincial jails that do <laughs> why was i even talking about that hold on it's gonna come to me this is pretty good weed <laughs> nope didn't come to me uh, so I trust him. <laughs> I, 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 I do. Hold on. I, he's been in prison. I trust him when it comes to growing marijuana. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't trust him boring my car. Maybe. It, it sounds like it sounds like he sure knows his stuff. <laughs> I need to get some protection soon. For what? Because my wife is looking great. <laughs> my wife is looking amazing. Yeah, after uh, our second child was born, she. Got herself back into shape, and I was planning about 19 months ago to have a vasectomy, and then the pandemic rolled in. Yeah. And I just, uh, it, the appointment got canceled, the consultation, and I never rescheduled. So we're playing with fire the over in the Taz us. household. Oh, okay. No, I meant me and my wife, but okay. also you and Sarah, possibly. I don't need to know more about that situation. Okay. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta, I guess reschedule that thing. You're you're a hundred percent gonna do it, or what? I have to. You don't have to. Well, I I'm not having another kid. Mm-hmm. I refuse. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta do something. Are you? Do you think you accidentally let the thing expire, or are you nervous and just let it? You know, kind of purposely no, forgot yeah, about it. it. It truly the because of the pandemic, my uh, my consultation was canceled, but. I definitely haven't rescheduled for a reason. I am kind of nervous. I think every guy is nervous when it comes to this time, this this crossroads in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the 95% of the buddies that I've talked to have had the procedure done. They all say it's not a big deal. Like, Nobody's regretted it? In and out. Well, but then you hear the one horror story. You know, and it makes you think twice. Like, I had one guy who got some infection or something. Anyways, he, he said, uh, swollen to the size of a grapefruit was uh, his experience. Boy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Kind of cool, though. Yeah. Um, you might know him. He's Nicki Minaj's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, different guy. Different guy. Uh yeah, I think there is a correlation between uh, having a guy do that and then possibly getting some swelling down there. So mm. I think that is a medical possibility. You just don't want to be the, the the freak case, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if if it makes for a hilarious picture, like imagine how many likes we would get on Facebook <laughs> if we if we posted your grapefruit on there, Taz. Don't be selfish. All right, <laughs> I'll do it for the content. Uh, yeah, I, I'm writing it down right now. Call vasectomy doctor. <sighs> it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be a ton of fun. Well, I mean, after it will be. It's like getting braces. You're right. You know? It sucks at the time, but mm-hmm. once you got a, a great smile when those things come off, it's all worth it. Mm-hmm. 
Ouch. That's what Justin Trudeau was saying all weekend when he opened social media. Ouch. Yeah, not good. Clearly made a blunder. Prime Minister going on vacation to Tofino in British Columbia with his family on National Truth and Reconciliation Day, a holiday that he was behind declaring. Um, It was supposed to be a day of reflection, uh, education, when it comes to indigenous, indigenous issues across the country. But this is the issue. Like, who's who's getting the day off and why? And what do you think they're going to do with a day off? Mm-hmm. And we had Taz and Jim listeners messaging us about this. Uh, last week we got this. It says, good morning, Taz and Jim. I've got a bit of a beef about uh, the Truth and Reconciliation holiday. My wife is Native, so are my four wonderful kids. We were discussing last night about how this is unfair that government workers government who allowed to do this was allowed to do this they're, they're benefiting from this now how fair is it they get a day off and government workers who had to work they get holiday pay this country has become so confusing for a canadian to live in mm-hmm. and there you go like trudeau has the day off he doesn't attend any of the events that he was invited to he decides to go hang out at the beach with his fam yeah and that, uh, you know, that that could have been potentially fine if his itinerary didn't say he was going to be in Ottawa. Like, the problem is you're lying it. about well, it. Well, yeah. clearly, clearly, if he didn't realize there was something wrong, obviously, whoever answered the phone when the media called and, and said, hey, is Justin at the beach right now? <laughs> obviously, they knew it was a bad look because they decided to try and uh, deceive the public. How how ignorant do you have to be as 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 a prime minister of this country to not realize the optics of this were so terrible. Not not even Trudeau himself realized it. None of his handlers, ha- these type of things, aside from how insulting it is to the indigenous community, it just blows my yeah. mind how someone can make this huge of a mistake on the first national day of reconciliation. The first most symbolic yeah. But arguably the most important his, one there is. His schedule should have been jam-packed. He should have been at every single event that he could be at through the day. Then take the Friday off. Take the Friday. Make it a long weekend. <laughs> you know? It's just... what That day, he could have been on his way to British Columbia. He could have ended up in, in Tofino on on late yeah. Thursday night or Friday morning but stop on the way there, loops. stop at five different places yeah. and visit some indigenous communities it's not it's a no brainer and and he's like the main person who can who can actually make change for communities that are hurting so the fact that i mean he did do something wednesday i guess he did go to an event but like come on man if you're going to call the holiday do your best to make it the best version of that holiday possible uh the indigenous uh, people are, are right to be questioning the prime minister's decision making. I'm questioning it. it. Makes you nervous about if he's dumb enough to do this. What's next? Yeah. Are you surprised though? Really? I mean, it's a repeating pattern of him being uh, uh, narcissistic. You know, like him saying he cares about something and then doing the exact opposite. Yeah. So when I saw the story. I was like, I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah, of course. It's a throwback to 
all the politicians and the heads of hospitals who were saying, nobody's allowed to leave the house. We got to flatten the curve. Can't see your family this Christmas. But guess what? We're going on vacation with our families. Exactly. Hypocritical. Yeah. Uh, Trudeau has offered a private apology to the chief of a British Columbia First Nation after he passed up the opportunity to attend an event and honor the Truth and Reconciliation Day last week. Uh, but no public apology yet. Maybe he's he's cruising into work this morning thinking that it would have gone away after a couple days, but... At this point, he's getting really used to apologies. Maybe they're maybe he's, that's one strength he has built. He's he's done more apologies than any other prime minister, I think, in history. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine art, isn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> not the way he does it. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.